Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Ahemel Javeri. Today we have got a super special guest star in the studio with us. I think from the sound of my voice, you'll know that I cannot contain my excitement. It's the Golden State Warriors, Quinn Cook. Hi, Quinn. How you doing? I'm good. And on the other side of Quinn is our managing editor, Nina Mandel. Hi, Nina. Hi. How are you guys? I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm excited as well. Uh, so to give listeners a little bit of background, we have had Quinn on the show before, but Quinn is what we consider a friend of For the Win. Um, he's been here a couple of times. He's done some great Snapchat things for us, done some great video things for us. Uh, we've kind of watched his career take off. So this is a real special day for us to have him in the studio. Quinn, I, I don't really even know where to start, but I'll just start by asking you if you can even sum up uh, what the past few months have been like for you? Um, the past few months have been fun. Uh, a lot has happened. A lot has changed. Um, but uh, I've just been having fun. I've just been trying to um, live in the moment, not uh, look too far ahead, um, not get too high, get too low. Um, just try to, you know, just 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 live every day um, <laughs> in the moment, and it's it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, so a little bit of context, I guess, for, for Quinn in your career, you had a, is it untraditional, the road that you've had to the NBA? A lot of people take the road. Mm-hmm. I just think that, um, for me to, to, to have the basketball resume that I've had, mm-hmm. um, you know, from high school to college, that was a little different to be like a highly touted guy, um, well-known guy and have to take that route. But a lot of people take that route and, and, and become successful. There's a lot of guards. A lot of players in the league, not just guards, that had to take the route that I did. Did you ever think, though, about just, like, instead of – you were in the G League for three years off and on? Two, two and a half. Two and a half. Did you ever yeah. think about going to Europe and just, like, taking the money? Never. No? Why not? Uh, I just never saw myself over there. You know, I just knew I'd, I'd never be happy over there. I knew I was an NBA player. Um, but um, I just never – my heart was never into it, and uh, – um, I just will always tell my agent that, you know, let's just focus on, you know, getting me to a training camp or trying to get me on a summer league team. And he would present certain things to me, um, and I would listen, but just in my heart, I never, you know, wanted to entertain it. So I know everybody um, who is listening kind of at home and in your cars and stuff like that knows that the Golden State Warriors won. Quinn, can you take us through that last game do you do you, you know it was pretty pretty apparent what was going to happen did you have to kind of control your emotions uh, yeah well, well uh when we went up 3-0 um on that when i think it was a wednesday night uh i think guys were just focused to finish it in cleveland um they had the same opportunity last year and they lost game four um and then they had to wait three days or two days whatever it was to you know play another game and, and finish it but uh i think guys were motivated to finish it um, game four, you never know what can happen. Injuries, um, ejections, anything can happen. So, um, you know, we just wanted to finish it there. And uh, it was fun. It was fun just, you know, watching the clock go down. And uh, um, I wasn't active that game, so I was sitting on the bench. I mm-hmm. had a you know, blazer and jeans on. And, you know, me, me and Damian Jones, uh, we had to run in the back and put our uh, you know, uniforms on so we could celebrate with the team in uniform. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty fun experience. Oh, that's an amazing detail. I didn't know that that you had to run back there and put your uniform on. Yeah, that was the first time on the playoffs that I wasn't active because mm-hmm. um, uh, obviously Andre came back and uh, you know Coach Kerr decided to um, make me inactive. Um, and uh, so I was playing it the whole time, just 
trying to make sure I, I had my game socks on already under my <laughs> jeans. I had my tights on. So all I had to do was just put my jeans on and uh, my jersey. And, uh, it was a it was a pretty smooth transition. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. I can't imagine what a great moment too. Um, so, Quinn, there speaking of great moments, there was this moment that went viral when Steve Kerr came up to you and said, "You helped us get here. You helped us in playoff games. You belong in the NBA." What was that like? And and what's that like for you to look back and watch that? Um, you just appreciate it. I just appreciate it. I've always appreciated Coach Kerr um, for the relationship. Um, you know that we um, established this year, even before when I wasn't playing a lot. Uh, you know, he was just, you know, a guy who who always make sure, you know, I, I was good. Uh, you know, we we just established a relationship early, and uh, you know, uh, when I was contributing a lot, when I was playing a lot, um, he would just give me so much confidence every day on a daily basis, um, and uh, we just formed a great relationship, and he could always trust me, um, whether if it was um playing 30 minutes or playing you know crucial seven minutes he could always trust me and we just developed a great bond and for him to tell me that you know when the confetti's coming down we won an nba championship and for him to tell me that for that to be on his mind meant a lot to me and uh, i'm happy our camera was right there to capture it you can just i mean we've replayed that moment so many times i wonder if you've replayed that moment so many times uh i, I posted on my instagram yeah so that's pretty, pretty big deal but uh Nah, I mean, it's cool. It was so much video, so much content from that night uh, that I've, I've tried to see every video, but that's probably been my favorite one. Do you, is it just tough to process all of it still? I know it's been a couple of months, and like you said, so much has changed. Um, are you, do you think you're still, like, letting it all sink in? Yeah, I, like I, I was telling everybody today, and it still hasn't hit me. Like, I don't really feel any different. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I just... I'm just triggered that way. I'm always just focused on the next thing. Like when I won national championship in college, like I was happy, 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 crying all the whole night and just extremely happy. But then I was, you know, just thinking about getting ready for that draft. So I'm just always triggered to, you know, try to just keep getting better for the next thing, Mm -hmm. which can, you know, you want to enjoy the great things that happen. But um, I just want to get another one. Like I just, it just, that feeling felt, like a feeling that I've never felt before. So I just wanted to get get ready to get another one. Well, the last time you were on the show, I asked you how you wanted to be remembered. And you said you wanted to be remembered as an NBA champion. Um, and I think it's too early to say that it's come full circle. But it does feel like, you, you know, I mean, you hit that one goal. So yeah. now there's just another one waiting for you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been my goal my whole life. Like, I could probably tell you every NBA champion since... 1990. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just something that I've always wanted to experience. I didn't care if I was a star on the team or didn't play. I just wanted to experience that. And uh, now that I experienced it, you know, two is always better than one. Three is always better than two. So why not try to keep winning? And uh, that's always been my biggest thing. I want to win. Don't matter uh, how many minutes I play, what kind of role I have. I always wanted to be a part of something, you know, that's remembered as winning. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing this summer to make sure you win the next one? Uh, well, you know, they told me to take a month off or yeah. a month and a half, and uh, I took a total of 14 days off, and I just got right back into it. Uh, I'm trying to change my diet. I'm trying to dedicate this summer to my body um, and just taking the next step. And I just think the basketball part for me has always been easy, but it's just the, the getting your sleep, eating the right things, and, and stuff like that. That'll take my game to another level. Okay, wait, I want to talk about this diet. Do you mind if we, because this is one of our favorite things. What are you, what are you changing about your diet and tweaking? Um, 
nothing fried. Okay. Um, you know, I haven't been eating chicken, um, no steak. Um, try to limit uh, my sugar intake. Um, I try to drink a gallon of water every day. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it's easier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just about discipline. You know, you sometimes you see certain foods and certain stores and you just want to stop, but you can't. And uh, it's getting easier. So I'm on my second week and uh, you know, I'm having fun with it, too. That's Wait, what does, oh, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Does that mean no more smoothies? You love smoothies. See, uh, I just try to tell them to take all the sugar out okay. as much as possible. And if it's, you know, artificial sugar from the fruit or whatever, I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. But nah, no smoothies. Smoothies will still be in my diet forever. Well, that's what they say about a lot of athletes, right? Is that if you want to get to that next level, it's really about the small tweaks that you make. Like you said, to sleep and diet and things like that, that are supposed to help your longevity um, versus just how hard you work on the court. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a lot of guys, you know, at the highest levels, you, know, you see a guy like LeBron. You know, he takes extremely, you know, great care of his body. Mm-hmm. He eats the right things. Um, you know, all the top guys, um, you know, and they have the resources to do it. So now that I'm getting the resources, to getting the knowledge to do it, why not, you know, try to, you know, become the best player I could be. What about some influences within the Warriors locker room? Like, there's obviously an incredible amount of talent and experience. Uh, how has all of that rubbed off on you? Um, Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. When I was presented the opportunity by my agent this year um, just to be on the team, I took it just because I wanted to learn. I didn't think I'd, I'd play at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to learn, be around that locker room, be around that coaching staff. And uh, I think that's helped me the most. It's just being there, getting the knowledge from all the vets, all the all-stars, all the future Hall of Famers. Um, you, you can't do anything but get better in that environment. And then you start to form relationships, you know, with guys that you grew up, you know, watching and, and grew up idolizing. And uh, it's fun. I think that's the best part about the whole thing. It was just like being in the locker room and absorbing Yeah, you just hear the that. stories. You know, you just ask questions. Like, I grew up watching, you know, most of the guys on my team last year. Mm-hmm. So, uh know to just to ask them a question see how they prepare see how they've lasted so long in this league um you know you just want to soak up all the knowledge you can and you grew up with kd right so what's that been like playing with him oh it's been the best feeling dream come true because you know we literally used to talk about that growing up and uh you know he wasn't the best growing up i wasn't the best but for us to be you know on a championship parade bus together with our names on it uh, and our families there together all together just you know having fun smiling uh, it's just in- an incredible feeling yeah what was that parade like what was the best moment that we didn't see the best moment uh, I don't know everything was fun everything about it was fun um, it wasn't like too long like it was like three hours, like but it was perfect time. Like it was, it was just great. The fans were incredible. Fans were everywhere. Uh, I don't know. The whole day <laughs> was perfect. Like it was like a perfect day. Oh, that's such a great. That sounds really lovely. I mean, w- with a lot of the championship parades that we've seen, people just tend to get really wild, right? Everybody just goes crazy. And the Warriors have been there a couple of times, so it didn't yeah. seem as crazy as other places. You but didn't. You didn't see Jordan Bell or Nick Young. <laughs> <did you? laughs> <laughs> I might have. Well, they were first-time champions, so you you can't blame them. No, so, of course yeah. not. You can't blame them. How much Hennessy does he have now? 
<laughs> he, I, he told me he has a Hennessy deal. Does he? Yeah, <laughs> he does. Sir, that's what he told me. So uh, that was a great play by him. Uh, describe the reaction from your family. That's one of the things that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh, I mean, they kind of been with you through this whole process. And uh, I imagine that it was just an incredibly emotional yeah. moment for them as well. Yeah, well, my sister was really emotional uh, at the at the uh, game after game four. Mm-hmm. Um, just because our family's from Cleveland and, uh, you know. My dad's from Cleveland, and uh, she was really emotional, and my mom was really happy. Uh, I started my career with Cleveland, so you know I knew like all the security guards. And, oh. Yeah, so I, it was a it was a dope feeling. It was a dope feeling, and just to have the my family there um, in Cleveland, where we used to spend a lot of time at, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a city that means a lot to our family. Um, was great, and you know they were just happy because they know how much you know I want to win, and they know how much time I put into the game, and. Uh, how much I've been through, so they were extremely happy. I know we hit this in the last podcast as well, but it's a thing that I think is just really remarkable, is how you kind of managed to stay focused and dedicated through through your entire career, because you had a lot of, you know, you had a lot of heartbreaking moments, like you were almost there, and then you would get cut. Um, what, what kind of mental toughness do you need? Uh, you need extremely mental toughness, uh, for this business, mm-hmm. especially if you're a fringe guy, guy, you know, trying to, you know, find your way. But uh, I had great friends and supporting staff, and uh, my circle, you know, helped me do it the most. They never let me quit. Um, I've always had a tough mindset just because I've been through real life. But, uh, you know, it's tough. It gets tough. But, um, you know, you have social media and just a lot of distractions where, um, you know, it could be a little tougher. But uh, I've always had great friends, great um, coaches, great mentors that never let, you know, my confidence waver. And, uh, you know, I was happy that, uh, you know, I went the way I did because I appreciate it a little more. Do you ever check, like, your Twitter mentions and stuff like that, or you try to try not to deal with? No, that? I check them. I mean, I, I look at them. I don't read every comment mm-hmm. on Instagram or nothing like that's a little. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, a lot. Little, <laughs> a little crazy. But I know guys who do that. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, because I, I don't get a lot of, like, Twitter mentions. And most of it is positive, like, you, know, you belong in the league, uh, you know, there's more motivation and you you get you know a couple, you know, uh bad tweets or bad mentions, but I don't let anybody behind a computer or a phone tell me that I'm not a good basketball player or I'm not a good person cuz this or that um that happened in my career. So uh you know, I I, I read them, but I don't it's it's not real life. So So you can kind of you can kind of have like a little wall between you and that, like it doesn't get to you. Well, I played at Duke, so. <laughs> <laughs> Are people nicer now than they were when you were at Duke? No, nah, no, nah, that's worse. <laughs> it's definitely worse now, but Duke prepared me to play for the Warriors just because every, you know, I mean, you know, they've been successful for the past four years at a high level, and yeah, you know, people don't like to see the same team winning over and over again, and every team has gone through it: Lakers, Spurs, mm-hmm. whatever team LeBron's on. You know, uh, and now the Warriors. So uh, you get used to it, but you know, I was 18 years old getting called names that you know sh- grown men shouldn't be calling an 18 year old just because I went to Duke University. So uh, I'm used to it. <laughs> Does your mom like follow you on Twitter and fire back at those people? My nah, parents used to do not, that. She's not. She's not on Twitter. No. She's on Facebook. Um, like she all doesn't. moms. <laughs> but I, 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 she probably would though if she was on there. But uh, I would like tell her not to because. Like people say whatever on the internet, and you know she didn't grow up in the internet era, so that's the the regular now. So, so it seems like 
you're kind of on the cusp of just taking off right like this year has been like a level up for you are you getting more comfortable with the spotlight or having a hard time adjusting I mean I know you like you just said you played at Duke so you kind of are are aware of what comes with it um but does it feel like you're you know right on the edge of a moment uh I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I just uh I mean it's definitely different now um you know, just a lot more people, you know, are paying attention, you know, uh, to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And uh, kids, more kids are watching me now. And, uh, you know, I just want to keep being a great role model. But at the same time, I just want to take the, another step in my basketball career because I think I'm going in the right direction every year. I just feel like I'm getting better. Um, you know, when I go into another season, uh, I'm in a better position than I was the, the previous year. So if I just keep doing that, keep, um, you know, doing that I think I'm going in the right direction what's it like playing for Steve Kerr you said it's nice that he's always had faith in you and like kept in touch with you but like day to day what's it like being? On it's fun team? he makes it um fun to come to work every day um even though it's a, it's a job it's still a game and he keeps that in perspective uh he uh he wants us to worry about our families first so uh I mean he it's it's hard to find that, and I've been with four four or five different franchises, and it's not like that everywhere. And obviously, winning cures everything, but um, he just makes it fun. Uh, we got music playing during the uh, practice, and we're not in there too long. But while we're in there, you know, we're getting after it, um, and 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 we all all hold each other accountable. And it starts with Coach Kerr, it starts with Bob Myers, and you know Joe Lacob, and uh, it starts from the top, and everybody follows, and uh, you know. Uh, Everybody holds each other accountable. We pay attention to small details, and I think that's why they've created a great culture. So yeah, I mean, it does seem like a part of the reason the Warriors are so successful isn't just the talent, but it's the, the ethos behind it. Like you said, the culture really helps players relax, and if they can be mo- comfortable outside of the basketball court, they can really like excel on the court. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're very talented, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, I think that um, they put together the right um, unit, like the right cohesiveness and uh, experienced guys, and they drafted, you know, uh, well. Um, and uh, everybody's good guys. I think that's another thing about it. You know, if you look you know, at our starters and look down the bench, I mean, everybody's a high-character guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go around the league and ask about, you know, the players on our team, just their character, I just think everybody was singing high praises on just character alone. Obviously talented, but uh, you put that together and you put, you know, the the experience from the coaches and the players and, and all the knowledge that everybody has together. I mean, you're definitely going to have a good team. And then you add Kevin Durant and Andre Iguodala, guys like that to the mix. I mean, you'll definitely be competing for a championship. So this is a question I know that Nina always loves to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Um, do you guys have a text chain? Like, have you, was there a moment where you, like, got added to, like, a player text chain or something like that? Like a group message? Yeah, like yeah. a group chat. I felt like I made it when I when I <laughs> made the group chat. And, uh, you know, just you feel a part of it. Like, you know you're on a team, but yeah. once you get added to the group chat, that, yeah. was, that was a pretty big deal for me. <laughs> that's awesome that's what i wanted to know yeah. all right my last question for you we're gonna gonna wrap this up and then nina i'm sorry you can jump in as well no, but you got it that's <laughs> my most important question that's all i care about <laughs> what's so what's next you're always the guy that's focused on what's next and you've got a couple of months until 
you know, the season starts back up? Are you just are you just focused on getting getting better? Yeah. I want to take the next step. I want to be, uh, you know, like a, a, a force coming off the bench next year. I want to, you know, be in a conversation like most improved player or something like that. I just want to take another step in my game. And uh, I know coming with that is going to be a lot of work. So I took some time off. Um, and I'm not going all out like I usually do. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm trying to work a little smarter this summer, trying to just dedicate this summer to me. I'm always – Doing stuff for other people, I'm always, you know, everywhere and trying to make sure everybody's happy. But I'm really dedicating the summer to me and my craft, and uh, I think I'm going in the right direction. My God, you know what? That's a great philosophy for my summer, which is that I'm going to dedicate this summer to me. Nope. This for is sure. going to be my summer. Sure. I mean, because <laughs> during the season, man, you, you you just got a lot going on. And in the summer, you're just trying to do a lot. And, yeah. You know, you want to see this certain person and and be at this event, that event, but traveling is, is wears your body down. You're also traveling during the year, so I'm trying to stay in a couple spots. Uh, I moved to Atlanta, mm-hmm. and so I'm there and here, back and forth, uh, just trying to keep getting better. Yeah, dedicating the summer to you. I like this. It's all about setting like goals, but realistic priorities so yeah. that you don't burn yourself out before the season even starts. And, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's easy to do, especially after you win a championship. I mean, you know, everybody wants to see you. Everybody, you know, is just pulling at you and, you know. Yeah, everybody wants to be your best friend and wants to have you on their podcast. So sorry about no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> but we're your real best friends, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God, Quinn, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you guys for listening, and you can follow us at for the